Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. First things first, Rob, how we doing this morning, man? Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on, talking a little football, a little Thursday night action. We all know how good the Thursday night games have been, and I expect nothing different, right? Yeah, they've... They've left a lot to be desired, but that you know what? Look, maybe we're going to change it because the last time we got together, we had, I don't know, exciting is a word you can use, um, but one of the, you know what? The game that we played against you guys uh, ten, what, nine days ago was literally the perfect summarization of what the NFC South is, which is just a blank show right now. Um, with nobody's above 500. So maybe we can deliver because if anything, that game would be twice as exciting as anything else we've seen on Thursday nights at this point. Uh, That game was a perfect metaphor for the NFC South, which is despite everybody's best efforts, somebody's got to win, right? Like it's, it's not like anybody deserves to win. It's just somebody's got to win. At the end of the day, and I think right now in the spot that we're in, and I'm sure you guys are in the same boat, the Saints are in the same boat, heck, even Tampa Bay's in the same boat. At this point, we'd be happy to get wins just that somebody has to win as opposed to wins that we've really earned. But uh, And we can get into this in just a minute. I think it's become pretty obvious that the Panthers have decided to go full tank mode at this point because you guys get the same P.J. Walker that last week against Cincinnati went 3 of 10 with two interceptions and nine yards. 
congratulations on getting P.J. playing and not the Baker Mayfield who came in and threw three touchdowns immediately after that. Uh, you get to be the first team that plays a Carolina Panthers team that is fully engaged the tank. So, you know, I was looking back. Um, I was going back over the numbers as we were, you know, preparing uh, on some of the other things I do with Falcons Radio and uh, Dukes and Bell. And, and, and in Atlanta, this, this mindset, this P.J. Walker was really good against us in week eight. Really, that's not the case. If you go back and pull the numbers, with let's take away the 62-yard uh, bomb to D.J. Moore, which was a phenomenal throw, a play altogether by P.J. Walker. I think D.J. Moore is getting a lot more credit for that than what P.J. did of rolling out and just putting a dime out there. But if you go back and look, he was – Take that one play away, Rob. He's 18 of 35 for like 255. So it was a pretty, uh, you know, meteoric day for him. The, the way that the, the, you guys were able to compete in that game was defensively, you know, one of the guys I want to get to is Derek Brown and his progressions this year. But Deontay Foreman, who's a, basically a scrap heap signing for you guys and for my fantasy team, which worked out well for me in week eight. But he, he had three touchdowns and ran for over 100 yards. I mean, is that that seems to be kind of the formula for for both of our teams to be successful? Is just run the ball and throw as little as possible. No, you know, it's spot on. I've I've been saying all year the identity of this Carolina Panthers team is that we are a run team that plays good defense, right? And then you go back, you go to that Atlanta game. Deontay Foreman carried that. We played, for the most part, relatively good defense against you guys, and it turned it into a football game. And I knew that was going to be a contest, right? You had the divisional lead up for grabs. It was always going to be a really competitive football game. But then the very next week, we go to Cincinnati, and what happens? We don't run the ball. Deontay Foreman had like 30-something yards. Uh, PJ Walker gets the ball, the, the, the pressure placed on him. He's not that good. Like I, I was getting so frustrated with Panthers fans that are going to, oh, it's PJ season, right? Like it's time to turn the car. PJ is what PJ has been since PJ showed up in Carolina. A guy that's on the roster because he's a solid third string guy, a solid practice squad guy, and he was a Matt Rule guy. Otherwise, he's never on that roster and we know that now. So we did not run the ball with Deontay Foreman the way we did against Atlanta. And our defense played like absolute trash against since It was the worst defensive performance out of the Carolina Panthers. I mean this in literally years. If you had Joe Mixon on your fantasy team last Sunday, congratulations on your win. He did it by himself uh, because we were just that bad. So the question now is going to be, is there any want, is there any competitiveness left in this team to come out on Thursday? They got the all-black jerseys on. They're going to be celebrating stuff at the bank. But the games are, in the grand scheme of things, irrelevant from this point forward, right? Like, we're not catching Tampa. We're probably not catching you guys. If the Saints ever get healthy, I mean, they're probably going to end up better than we are. Uh, it's It's... It's just going to be a matter of, at this point, and I've been saying this for the past three weeks, Carolina is going to put on the field a test of who wants to be here, right? Like, we have turned the corner out of the Matt Rule era. We are. I don't know if Steve Wilkes is going to be the coach or not. It frankly doesn't matter. There is a new era of Carolina football starting in the 2023 season, and right now is the time to prove that you either want to be a part of that or you don't. 
and Thursday night is really the first big step in getting that answer. So there'll be some guys that put up a fight, but P.J. Walker is our starting quarterback. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to shamelessly celebrate that I did have Joe Mixon in one of my fantasy teams. Well, congrats yeah, Dil- on that dub, buddy. D- ahead, Dylan, Dylan was very proud of that during our broadcast when we kept uh, seeing the, the stats come through uh, during the because Dylan works with the uh, Falcon Trio as well. He was very proud of that. Look, I, we can sit here and uh, and kill PJ Walker uh, all day, and I'm I'm okay with that because it's nice to hear someone else's quarterback get criticized for once. But you know, after after playing uh, a few few weeks ago, I really I'm surprised your defense kind of had a bad day. But Cincinnati's really good at neutralizing um, a good defensive front because they're the quick passing attack. It, it just like the Chargers that we played last week did the same thing with Justin Herbert. But I want to talk about Derrick Brown. Uh, I, this is a guy that we wanted. He went uh, before we could get him, and we ended up with AJ Terrell. So it wasn't a terrible consolation prize. But Derrick Brown is starting to really kind of come into his own, and and uh, you know that's one of the matchups we're going to get to later is 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 Derrick Brown versus Chris Lindstrom. But what is what is going on with Derrick Brown? How is Derrick Brown kind of seemingly taking the next step as far as being? now considered one of the better interior defensive linemen in the league? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the defensive coordinator spot, right? Like when Phil Snow was there, Phil Snow runs this very interesting, very college football style defense where there's not a ton of emphasis on the defensive line, right? The defensive line is basically there to hold the OL and try to generate a little bit of pressure, but there's nothing, there's no focus on the defensive line, it was a very generic, very bare-bones college football defense. Well, when Matt Rule got canned, Steve Wilkes, within minutes, was ready to let go of Phil Snow, which is understandable. Phil Snow's defenses had, on paper, all the tools. I mean, on paper, Carolina's defense should theoretically be one of the best in football, and Phil Snow continued to find ways to scheme us into mediocrity. Well, he was a big Matt Rule guy. They were connected at the hip. They let Matt Rule go. Phil Snow went out the door. And when you started moving on, and Steve Wilkes, who likes to be more aggressive defensively up front in order to try to decrease the amount of time that defensive backs have to be in coverage, he said, we got a really good defensive line with Chris Maddox on one side, Burns on the other, Derek Brown in the middle. That's a lot of talent at the line of scrimmage. We should be utilizing that instead of just kind of using them as a stopgap. So there's been an added focus and added emphasis on letting the defensive line kind of get a little bit more pressure, run some more stunts, try to back them up with linebacker blitzes to open up different ways they can get to the quarterback. And frankly, it's worked because with all that talent, across the front three or four, depending on what base we're running out of. When you emphasize that talent and that talent gets the chance to shine, what has happened is what I've been saying was going to happen for the last handful of years. Derek Brown broke out. Brian Burns is a guy that demands two first rounders and a second rounder. And he's good enough. We said no to that, right? That's what you can do when you focus and you cater your defense to the talent that you have and not cater the talent to the defense that you want. That's what's happened, and it worked, except for Cincinnati, because reasons, I guess. I don't know. I got nothing. Look, don't don't feel bad about Cincinnati. I mean, it, 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 they destroyed us, and 
it, you know, not that our defense is um, this great defense. We got to play them with um, a practice squad secondary, so that was a lot of fun. And so, I, so we kind of we kind of know how that feels. But honestly, this defense, I, I look over this defense, and I've got you know my my card here, and quite frankly, there's first rounders all over the board. Uh, you know, you got C.J. Henderson, who's been a disappointment everywhere so far. But he's starting to maybe play a little bit up to that. But but J.C. Horn, talk to me a little bit. And I know we're sticking on defense, but I'm really – there's nothing to talk about on offense. D.J. Moore has been what he is. He's ho-hum. P.J. Walker is what he is. Your, your running game, Chuba Hubbard's been banged up, but you got Deontay Foreman. But J.C. Horn, let's talk about him real quick because he's a guy who has battled injuries so far in his young career. But – what is the what is the thought with him? Because he's in his second year. Uh, another guy that that Atlanta kind of looked at, but Carolina was just you know that it, it, we we ended up taking Kyle Pitts and and uh, you know that's that is what it is right now here and there. But talk to me a little bit about J.C. Horn and what how he's progressing in his second year. Well, J.C. Horn's a stud, and you know the the, the really the only problem you've had with J.C. Horn is injury, right? Like he sat out a good chunk of last year with one. He missed a few games earlier this season because of the knee injury. When J.C. Horn is healthy, the kid is a star. And, you know, there, there's obviously a Gamecock. He's he's from the Carolinas. He knows this area. He's got a good fan base behind him. And it has kind of spurred him into becoming a guy that you can rely on. But that helps win, and he's been hurt. But when you've got Jeremy Chin back there behind him, who's been excellent during his time in Carolina, it frees J.C. Horn to play a little more loose, uh, to, to kind of anticipate routes, to jump routes. And he's done a great job of that. J.C. Horn is going to be a star in this league for a number of years. And it is going to be a very interesting, we talked about turning the corner, very interesting to see how many of these young guys are going to stick around as we find out who the next head coach is and what the next generation of Panther football looks like. But J.C. Horn, because of how good the defensive backfield has been around him with guys like Henderson really elevating their game as well, it's allowed him to be kind of the more raw, athletic J.C. Horn that Carolina drafted him to be, and they're getting the results from that. If that dude stays healthy, he is going to be a name that is going to haunt the rest of the NFC South for a number of years, especially when you pair him with a very good defensive line that forces quarterbacks to get rid of the football quicker. It just means J.C. is going to be closer to routes as they break. Uh, I am very excited about the continued development of J.C. Horn. I got right. a quick I question for you there. here, Rob. Uh, I know that we... All right, real quick, because I got about one minute and I got to go jump live on air, and I apologize for that. that I, I know that we potentially are going to... Uh, we're going to... We could potentially see two quarterbacks, but I want to see if maybe anywhere, if we do start to see like Baker Mayfield, possibly maybe even Sam Darnold, do we see the Panthers try to air the ball out a little bit more and go to that passing game a little bit more? Or do you think no matter what, it's going to be a heavy dose of Deonta Foreman in the backfield and the Panthers really trying to establish the run game like they did a couple of weeks back? It's a great question because, again, I don't know what the mentality is right now, right? Like, Deontay Foreman, if he's running the ball well, he's going to do great. If Baker checks in, maybe he throws it around a little more. But at the same time, the question is, and I, I, I hate to be generic about it, but the question here is, are we really busting hump for dubs, right? Like, we want to win, but are you going to be, oh, if you're over aggressive to win, you might see him turn Baker loose. But if not, it's going to be up in the air. And the answer is, I don't know, to be honest with you. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you joining, man. You got it, guys. We'll catch up real soon. I appreciate y'all having me. All right. We'll see you in Carolina. Appreciate it, Rob.